Get ready for truth and transparency from an ocean of liberal tears. Welcome to the Blue Shark Show with your host, Mike Lang. We've got another show today that's going to encompass the Commissioner Court from March 22nd and also March 28th. Now, we were going to do a show on this from March 22nd, but it was so messed up that the Commissioner Court even had to have a special meeting to fix what they did prior to, and it's still, in my opinion, messed up. You're having a hard time following exactly what all occurred at that special meeting. Well, which is why we're having the uh, the workshop and the special call meeting, because apparently they don't have any idea what they were doing either. No, they didn't. Even at the second meeting, they didn't. For a refresher, though, in the first meeting on March 22nd, item number six, discuss and take action to rescind the commissioner court order of September 14, 2021. They're rescinding the budget order that they put in place in 2021 and 2022. And that passed, item number six on the agenda. Item number seven, then, after they rescinded that, Discuss and take a property action on an hourly increase for 911 operators for the remainder of the, now get this, 2022-2023 budget. So right there, that's wrong. Whether it's a clerical error or not, it's wrong. And it goes on effective date March 28th of 2022. Now this was put on by the Sheriff's Office. Roger Deeds is in charge of the Sheriff's Department and in charge of dispatch. John Hurley is in charge of dispatch. If you look at the Hood County website, the staff of dispatch says, Hood County Communications Center, 17 full-time licensed communication officers under direction of Supervisor John Hurley. That's not John Shirley, but it's John Hurley. So it says they have 17. And we'll get into this later of actually how many aren't there. They never really say it in either meeting. Uh, Maybe seven aren't there, five, six. It just kind of depends on who's talking and what day it is. Please go back and watch the March 22nd Commissioner's Court to get caught up on this. And please watch the March 28th Court. We're not trying to cherry pick anything or do anything that's out of the norm It's a circus in and of itself. Now, the dispatchers, and we all know dispatchers do a great job. Yes. We want them to get paid what, you know, the position is worth. So Kevin Andrews put it on the agenda, and he would wanted a $3 increase from a $15.63 to $18.63. And his motion pretty much got hijacked because that $3 was within the budget, correct? Correct. So the judge and Jack and Cotton and Hurley were all pushing for 2063, a $5, which is a 35% raise for all dispatch. And that is for six months before the next budget is set. So they weren't okay with the $3 raise, which is a huge increase to keep your people and to get new people. Yeah, it's a reasonable raise that is going to get the money they need. That's still within budget for the county. You would think that's the most logical thing to do. Why wouldn't they go ahead with that? I mean, we're talking a 20% raise here. I don't ever remember hearing any government employee 
getting anything close to a 20% raise at one hall, let alone something more. And then when you consider the fact that we're looking to bust the budget here, it is just, it's completely irresponsible. And I have a serious issue with this because back when I was needing an admin, we're talking two plus years ago, or actually almost three years ago now, I still don't have an admin to this day. And they used this budget rule back two and almost three years ago to not give me a new admin or not give me money to at least pay somebody to do a part-time job. So the fact that they're willing to drop this and immediately bust the budget, mid-budget cycle, I didn't know what don't know what they're thinking and don't know really where they're going with this. Hey, but it's all for a good reason because this is an emergency. Oh, I'm sorry. It's an emergency. <laughs> it's an emergency. But with this, you got to look at it. If you're on the federal level, what they're doing in you know, Becky did, and we'll get into this later, but she did kind of say, hey, look, you guys are in, in danger, right? This is a problem. And if you look at it from a federal level, it's like raising the debt ceiling. Mm-hmm. You know how we don't have a budget of any type? You know, we don't have a balance, balance budget. So what they do is they raise the debt ceiling. So in effect, Jack and the judge and Cotton raise the debt ceiling And we don't know if we can cover this raising of the debt ceiling. Comment below and let us know what you think. Yeah, never mind the fact that you're blowing the budget out of the water. It's for emergency purposes, so it's okay. Hey, but you know what? It's it's just taxpayer money. It's just taxpayer money. (laughs) Well, to the judge and to Jack and Ron Cotton is, but if you talk to Kevin and you talk to Dave, both of them are, you know, they have the citizens up front, but they're also for the employees. And they want to handle it the right way and within the boundaries and confines of the budget. And the others just want to blow through it. Right. Which the initial proposed raise that Kevin made would have been within that budget. Right. And there's no doubt that Dave and Kevin would support smart growth of any county uh, department that needed it. But this isn't even what you can call smart growth. This is actually irresponsibility going back to try to fix what I would call irresponsibility in the creation of the budget last year. To me, this is a super red flag that whoever created that part of the budget, somebody at the sheriff's department, they, they obviously didn't know what they were doing because you can't go into, you know, halfway into the budget year and all of a sudden realize, oh my gosh, we're paid 20% too little. What were you doing during the budget process last year? And that falls back to Roger Deeds and John Hurley because when you look at what John Hurley said, They didn't do just the counties in the surrounding area that were comparable in size, like maybe Stephenville or go out to Brownwood or go out to any county, Palopino maybe. They said within driving distance. And they even mentioned at the meeting, they mentioned Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. Well, Fort Worth has 900,000 people, the 12th largest city in the nation, and they're trying to use, you know, their sales tax is different. Their base for ad valorem taxes is different. They're using Arlington. Arlington's 400,000 people, 50th largest city in the nation. And they're comparing Fort Worth, Arlington, Johnson County. Johnson County's two and a half times. Parker County's three times. Hood yeah. County. So what are they doing? It's apples and oranges here to try and say that we should be offering c- comparable paid that these other cities and counties are is just it's it's mind boggling. You know, in my line of work, we call this deception. Um, 
they didn't accidentally choose the counties they chose. Uh, they cherry-picked the counties to give the result they wanted. And this is a tactic that is used all the time in government. Unfortunately, uh, this is now getting to, to medium and small counties. This is kind of, you know, a, a bellwether for your Dallas County, your Harris County, your Bear County. These are the games they play. And to see the, the commissioners doing the same cherry-picking to just satisfy whatever they want is, is disappointing. It's certainly not responsible use of taxpayer money. And that's not to say that the dispatchers don't need a raise, but a raise within means that we can afford. Absolutely. And, you know, in today's day and time, when you're talking money, okay, with inflation and gas prices, saying, well, we got to raise this, we got to give them a raise, because if not, they're going to go somewhere else. Well, the opportunity cost kind of sets in here. And, you know, if I'm going to go somewhere else, if I'm going to drive to Arlington, that now has to be a serious factor in my budget. So to me, the fact if I'm a Hood County resident just driving into downtown to go to work at dispatch, okay, that's a benefit. I don't have to drive to Arlington. That's a serious amount of money every month. So that in and of itself is a raise and a benefit to the employees that needs to be factored in. And the whole thing is a $3 raise for six months before you can get into the next next budget cycle, that's that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Six months, $3 raise, that's a really good raise. And then kind of circle back around, which the feds like to do and, and <laughs> the judge and them since they're raising the debt ceiling, um, and figure out what's going on. But $3 a raise, that's good. Yeah, that would have been great. I, if it was me, I would have been happy with that. And you know what? That gives us another another buffer to get to the next budget cycle. So then we can also then test the inflation that occurs between now and then. Because to give them this big raise now, what happens if inflation stalls in the next six months? Is Commissioner's Court really going to have the intestinal fortitude to come back and say, you know what, maybe that raise was a a little bit too generous and we can't afford it. So what do we do now? It's going to be really hard to take that money away once it's already been given. And you talk about cherry picking counties. If you listen to the meeting. We can't play everything from the meeting, but John Hurley said that, you know, the call load between some of these cities and Hood County was enormous. And here's the problem. Like if you take Parker County, they have different call centers that they go to. So Hood County may have a higher call number because they're it for the whole county. They're it for Granbury and Granbury, the city, City taxes pays the county $146,000 a year to do that for dispatch. Now, since we're going to get a new police station in Granbury, pretty soon they'll be doing their own dispatch, and it might be a year or two years before they take some of that pressure off. So are we going to have less people in dispatch when that occurs? Or will there be more people in dispatch? Well, you would think it'd be less if the city's going to take over their part, and then we wouldn't need as many. And we would be losing out on that contract with the city if <clears throat> if they're going to be doing their own, that $146,000 is going to go away. So then what does that do to the budget? Well, I sure hope the citizens are paying really close attention to this when it happens, because I don't think I've ever seen a uh, government department ever voluntarily reduce their staff, so... We're going to be watching. Well, the county clerk did. She reduced it by one person. There you go. There's some. There's some. (laughs) You're right. Good governance makes a difference. As we move along in the meeting, John Hurley comes up to speak again, and he starts talking about training and the people getting 1963 to train because the 2063 they voted on the last court was only for the new hires. So what happened was... Guess what? The people that work there still get fifteen sixty three an hour, but if you're new, 
You get 2063. I can't imagine the people who were there for a year or two prior would be very happy about that. Not quite ready for primetime players is all I have to say about that. Guys, get your ducks in a row before you come to us asking for money. Yeah, it's it goes beyond that because now this is the second court where they're not prepared. And not only is John Hurley not prepared, the sheriff's not prepared, the commissioners aren't prepared. The only one that actually seems prepared to talk about money is Becky and Leanne. Leanne McCoy, the treasurer, and Becky, the auditor. So, you know, they're the ones that have to work within the confines of what this actual circus this week was for the commissioner's court. So now you have John Hurley saying, hey, look, we can't really start him at 2063, so let's bring him in for six months as a trainee for 1963. And then you have the old employees at 1563. So now all of a sudden we have to have a new matrix. Yeah, because we're going to have morale issues because they, they're not going to be happy training someone that's making $5 more an hour than they are, and they've already got tenure there. Are you telling me this is the first time we've dealt with, with, a, with this kind of pay raise in the county? I mean, does this not happen every year when it comes to budget? These questions come up, and these questions must be answered before the budget is approved. Yet, they step outside the normal process this one time, and it's like nobody's ever done this before. So that shows to me how completely unready they were to push this forward. So my question is, why now? This, this isn't an emergency. They want to call it an emergency, but where is the emergency? You're talking about the fires that were occurring? I'm sorry. Granted, we don't get those kind of fires every year. So in this case, it was absolutely an emergency. But you know what? Our fire departments deal with these fires on a regular basis every year, these types of fires, and they handle it just fine every year. And not only that, John, you go back and you worked in law enforcement. I worked in law enforcement. You have events like the Fort Worth tornado. You, you can list the events where it's all hands on deck. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those scenarios where it was all hands on deck. So no matter if you had a full staff or not, Everybody was working to get the job done. Could they have had more people? Sure. Is that the problem right now of the commissioner's court? Yes, because it was lack of preparation by John Hurley and the sheriff over the last year, this budget year and the last budget year, to look in to see what was going on. And then that brings up a great point, because in there, um, you can hear Becky talking about the 2022-2023 budget versus the 2021-2022 budget, and sometimes that's on there. She doesn't do that. She's not worried about it, but it makes a difference, because you're talking about two completely different budget years and when this pay is going to go into effect, so it absolutely does matter. And a lot of times, people put 22-23. I don't know why I didn't write that agenda item I don't know why it says that that's just some things I do that. I'm not concerned with that. It's very disconcerting uh, to see our auditor and several uh, uh, elected officials not be incensed when they realize that they passed something to spend money in a budget that has not even been created yet. And then they want to pretend, oh, it's just a clerical error. It's just, well, you know what? It's a big clerical error because one is legal and one is not. So to, to, to try to poo-poo it and say it's a clerical error and give some word salad response, no. It's a serious issue. What that showed was the last court was basically a complete waste of time. Yes. So they're having to go back and fix it now. So just admit you made a mistake, fix it, and move forward. And Annette was correct. 
you know, bottom line, she was correct. And that's why part of the reason they had to do this commissioner's court, the second one, is to redo that. They can call it a clerical error, whatever they want, move past there. And then they have to do the matrix because all they did was the 2063 for the new hires and they didn't do anything for anybody else. And you have to say, in what business world would this even fly? And I thought that was the whole point was that the people that they already have, they're afraid of losing them because they're not getting paid enough. So if the if the concern was to keep the employees that you already have, why are they focusing on the new hires only to begin with? They should have been taking care of the employees that they already have and then talking about new hires. So it was, it's all backwards. It's like the cart before the horse throughout this whole thing. Well, what I think we're going to see is this is not the only bite of the apple that I think this department and other departments are going to take between now and budget time. So taxpayers, fasten your seatbelts. Well, the reason we're here is because they set a salary that day for starting pay, but they didn't address the other employees in dispatch. And that's what we're here to do. And Becky says it flat out in the second meeting that we are here to address the employees they didn't address in the last commissioner's court, which should have already been done. But Becky is sharp enough to say, hey, we've got to do this because it has to go through auditing. And then who pays? The treasurer. So Leanne McCoy is responsible for that. And who else is responsible for that for hiring and things like that is HR. So Melissa Wellborn. So you have Melissa Wellborn, you have Becky Kidd, you have Leanne McCoy, and everybody's in there saying, okay, guys, do something, right? Make a decision. (laughs) Yeah, and they've got to make a decision because they just left everybody hanging from the previous court. Mm -hmm. And granted, they're trying to fix it, but it's a circus even in this one. Oh, it's, it's more than a circus. If we learn nothing else from what we've seen so far... It's just the incoming members of the court and the people on the court right now, when that government uh, employee or appointee stands up to you and stands up to you and says something to you or tries to provide a fact to you, if you don't immediately ask for a clarifying question or ask for proof, expect that you're being deceived because that's the way it's done. The judge goes on to explain why they're doing this, why the $5 an hour raise, the 35% raise, because in his mind, it's an emergency. And the only reason in my mind that this court has the ability to do that, if it is an emergency issue, and this is a public safety issue. So in his mind, they're doing the correct, proper procedure because it's an emergency. And he uses the fire once again as the the latest excuse, which, you know, Everybody, from what I was told, did a great job on the fire. Everybody came together. The shifts came in. Everybody worked right. But the fire is not an everyday occurrence. And if you're going to staff your level to whether it's a tornado in Fort Worth or a fire here or some type of major catastrophe, then the county will go bankrupt. Right. We can't have that kind of staff on staff 24-7 because those types of emergencies don't happen 24-7. That's just unrealistic. In his mind. In his mind, yeah. Hey, Judge, why don't you show us the, the proof that there's an actual emergency? It's really easy to say the word emergency and get your voice real loud over and over again and try to talk over people. But the reality is I haven't seen any proof that there's an emergency. 
show me where that people are, number one, leaving because they're overworked, number two, leaving because they're underpaid, and number three, show me where our dispatch even needs 17 people. I'm not saying it doesn't, but I'm not convinced, especially based upon this show that I've seen so far, that anybody has any idea what's going on inside dispatch. So I call into question the whole need of 17 people to begin with. So let's start with an audit. Let's start with an audit to figure out how many people do we really need in dispatch? What's the average call volume? What does that equate to in number of telecommunicators? And until that happens, they shouldn't get one penny, one more penny. So we get into the matrix, and John Hurley tries to explain about the pay scale and the trainees, the new people, the people that have been there for three years plus, and actually the step increments that they just, the commissioner's court blew apart and shouldn't have blown it apart. They should have done the original $18 an hour, which they could have used earlier, like Kevin said. But now we have the trickle up theory from Jack Wilson, the trickle up of your tax dollars at 35%. They're going to start the new hires at 2063, and basically it's a trickle up mm-hmm. rather than a trickle down. It's a trickle up, trickle up. As we talk about the matrix, now now there's an issue, and Leanne McCoy, the treasurer, starts to talk about the 1963 to bring in the trainee underneath the people that have been there for less than three years at 2063 to help morale and everything, of course. And Jack pipes up and says to Leanne McCoy, another elected official, Are you going to bring your training staff in at 19, whatever? Well, you know what? Jack, if you ask Leanne McCoy, if you're going to bring your staff in at another 35% raise, She's going to say yes, bring her staff in at another 35% raise, and her staff will just have to deal with it. So really, when it comes down to it, not a very good question to ask another elected official, but you got to be a henchman and a puppet for the judge again. All this talk of salaries makes me want to dust off something. You know, our county spent some really good money for a salary survey about a year and a half ago. And I've heard it on good authority, you know, kind of back office stuff in the county, that the county is absolutely horrified and scared if anyone ever actually publishes and pushes forward that salary survey. So I want to challenge the public out there. Your tax dollars were spent to figure out what these salaries were supposed to be. You never saw that. There's a reason for that. And I challenge you, people out there, find that survey. It needs to be brought to their attention. It needs to be applied because... That's called studying and solving a problem. And they spent the money, they had the study done, and then they did nothing with it. More evidence of irresponsibility, and it points right here, looking at what we're, what we're looking at right now, it shows why we're here. Because they're not following the rules, they're not following experts, they're not following evidence and facts. They're licking their finger, and they're sticking in the wind. Oh, ooh, we can get them more money. It's not budget time, we can change the rules. Let's give them more money. It's just, it's unprofessional. This, this is the not ready for prime time court is what this is. I'm all for giving people honest wage for honest work. And what we have to realize, though, is we are not Fort Worth. We're not Arlington. We're not Johnson County. We're not Parker County. We do not have the tax base. We don't have the property tax base. 
We don't have the sales tax base. So if people want to come here because they like Hood County, they want to work here, they're just going to have to say, I like it here. I want to live here. There's good people. I'm going to work here. If they don't, then they need to go somewhere else. What we're running into with Ron, Ron, and Jack is they're not Republican. They're more Democrat. But what they actually are is they're the governmental party. And that is what everybody in the federal level is in Congress. They're the government level. They're, they're all for spend, spend, spend. You know, Mike, there's a term for that. It's called the swamp. Our own local Hood County swamp. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, first off, stay inside those budgetary constraints. That's where, you know, my, my objection was to that at the beginning. I lost on that one. I'm, I'm willing to accept that. Now I'm concerned that, you know, we're moving steps here and there in the middle of the year. And I just, I, I don't like the procedure of that. I don't like doing that in the middle of the year. Kevin finally speaks, and of course, it was his agenda item from day one that he put on the agenda, and he's very concerned. He wants dispatch to have the money. He's the one that said, hey, let's do the 18, wait for October, and he's very he's very concerned on what's going on, but he wants to make sure the employees are covered, and he wants to make sure the citizens are covered, and everything is done the right way. But what happens to his agenda item is Ron, Ron, and Jack... They hijack this agenda item, and they just run it right down everybody's throat, and they leave Kevin out, they leave Dave out like they do normally. And you know what? They left the citizens out of this one because the citizens got screwed in this deal. Not saying anything about the 911 dispatchers. They do a great job, but the $18 an hour would have sufficed. Kevin knows that. Dave knows that. But the hijacking of this agenda item by Ron, Ron, and Jack was a bad deal. And it's true to form for these three. It's They seem to just do that. When they want to push something through, then forget what the responsible thing is. Forget what's best for the citizens. Forget what makes the most sense. If their mind is made up, then this is going to happen. Kevin had the best of intentions. You know, he was out there fighting that fire. He was out there, you know, shoulder to shoulder with those public service employees. So him coming, wanting, wanting this money, it shows what a heart he has for service for the people of this county and for the employees of this county, okay? So he opened this up with good intentions. And to watch Ron, Ron, and Jack use him and use his good intentions to blow through the budget and to just make our county really the laughing stock, and you're going to see later on the laughing stock, it's really disgusting. And, and I hope Kevin sees that this is the way they're going to treat him and that he needs to try to not be used. But, you know, the judge will raise his voice and say, how dare you, if it can just save one life, you know, just like COVID, if we could shut everything down, take all your rights away, but if it could save one life, it's worth it. That really puts the safety of all of Hood County at great risk. I'm not willing to take that. It's well, not worth one life. It's not worth one life. And that's the problem with this mentality, this emergency mentality. If it can save one life, then you've got this slippery slope and anything is off the table. And if the judge thinks it's worth doing because of the emergency or it's going to save one life, then it's going to get done and the citizens be damned. But that's his catchphrase. So if you're against it, then how dare you be against it? Because we're going to save one life. We may save 
everybody's life. And that's what they're going to throw back in everybody's face if they say, well, $18 wasn't enough until the next, next budget cycle. Well, just like a good Democrat, you know, the judge <laughs> is using emotions to push this instead of logic, reason, and facts. And granted, when it comes to emergency services, emotions can come into it because you are talking life or death things. But for the judge to use that as a tool, like he has, is once again just pointing. He doesn't have the taxpayer in mind. He doesn't have the taxpayer's best intentions in mind. He wants to blow the budget. He wants to spend the money. And you know what? He doesn't really care. I'm going to make a motion to not change the salary matrix as voted to, as voted by this court and the last commissioner's court, which was starting salary for new hires for the dispatch at $20.63. That's the motion. So Cotton was trying to make a motion not to do something and to change something, but not to change something. And then Becky had to go in and say, hey, you have to do this. And just watch it. It's a circus. Gentlemen, you've set the salary for new trainees. Now you need to, to decide on the matrix that John Hurley has given you because that has everyone's salary on it when he, he passed out. Because if you don't, then you're only setting one category of salaries. My question is, where is the emergency? Is the emergency with the new hires? Is the emergency with retentions? Is the emergency with luring more experience? All I hear is the word emergency, emergency, emergency everywhere. You know, throw money, emergency, emergency, emergency. That's all we hear. I think the emergency is in this commissioner's court. And the only reason in my mind that this court has the ability to do that, if it is an emergency issue, and this is a public safety issue, We've got people here in this county that the only way that they can get... You're right. It lies with three people in that emergency court. (laughs) (laughs) The steps on the individuals that are already employed have changed. Okay? Those have changed. They've gone from step one to step two. Judge, let me finish. This is important. So that Leanne can pay them. You have to approve everybody's salary on here for her to proceed. So... Becky does try to help and kind of push, which she does most of the time, but you can kind of see why is because they're messing it up. Jack, Ron, and Ron are messing this up, and you have Becky saying, hey, look, we've got this matrix you need to do now that you did the salary, but what is an emergency? What is an emergency? She's trying to do everything legally now to get to that point. And then you have Leanne stepping in the treasurer talking about comp time and everything else. So we're at a point now where the three amigos here are having some problems understanding what to do, what motion to make, how they have to have things set. When, in fact, where's Roger Deeds? Where's John Hurley? This should be set out. Boom, boom, boom. They do have a matrix, two different types or maybe three, at this meeting. But the prior meeting... They had nothing. Well, it sounds like to me that Becky's starting to get concerned that she's going to be holding the bag, you know, trying to trying to parse out and decide what did these guys actually decide upon, and now how can I do what they decided upon legally? Right. Where is this money going to come from? So you don't know, you want me to vote on something, and we don't know what the cost is going to be. This happened before. <laughs> so we're kind of coming up with the you're voting on if we're gonna, if. So to make matters worse, 
we're what 30 minutes almost into this short quick meeting and cotton steps up and goes wait a minute we've got this matrix we've got the trainees we've got the new hires and becky you can't tell me how much this is going to cost so you want me to vote on something that we don't know how much it's going to cost well guess what cotton you did it at the previous meeting and you're going to do it by the end of this meeting with Becky saying there might be fifty or sixty thousand dollars coming in in anticipated revenue, which in her opinion will not be able to cover everything. Someone give me direction on where to get that money from. From the uh, anticipated revenue. As we're gonna blow through that. <clears throat> I disagree with that. But guess who ends up voting for all this? Can you even begin to explain that? You know, for once once i'm actually thinking ron cotton he's actually seeing he's seeing through the fog that the swamp's throwing out for just a second he's asking a real important question and then when i find out later he votes for it then it completely throws me sideways because then it makes me think does he even know what's going on Right. It, it, there was a glimmer of hope there for a minute. Like, okay, wait, back the truck up. Let's look at this all over again and make sure we're doing the right thing here. And then it's like the blinders go back on and they're right back to where they started. <laughs> yeah. And he goes back to the Fed way of, you know, increase the ceiling, right? Mm-hmm. Increase the debt. Why not? Increase it. If we can't pay for it, ah, everybody's going to quit. So we don't have to worry about that. It'll, it'll work itself out. But wait, that's not all. Do tell. <laughs> this just... This just smells. I'm just gonna. This just smells. Okay, you come to the commissioner's court off budget year or off budget time. Change the rules just so you can talk about it. We're just talking about a raise for for some people who are looking for a job. We just want to entice some good people for a job, so we give them that. We give them actually more than the originating person, Kevin. They gave him more than he asked for, right? Okay, whoo, we finished that. Oh, but wait, there's more. We also need to bump everybody up on the matrix. Oh my gosh! What are we gonna do? We got no money. Okay. Whew, we emergency. That out. We emergency. That out. Emergency. But we figured that out. Oh yeah. What about this comp time issue that nobody has spoken about until right now? You telling me that nobody thought about this? Is this the first time? Once again, I hate to sound like a broken record. Is this the first time that we've discussed this kind of raise ever? No, it happens every time in the budget year, in the budget cycle. So to me, I feel and I smell disingenuousness from this court, or at least from the three members of the court that we know we're talking about. Because it came as a, as, as a moderate raise, is how, how it was sold initially by Kevin Andrews, legitimately, mm-hmm. rightly, ethically. From there, everything else has been twist, 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 spend, 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 move the bar, move the bar, move the bar. What was the budget impact based upon what Kevin was wanting? What's the budget impact now that all everything's been thrown in on the back end? It's insane. I can't, be, I can't believe they can go and look, look to their constituents and even show their faces. Well, the judge brought up, it's just $2. <laughs> it, it's just $2 from that 18 to start. It's good. But if we go to the $20, that's only increasing it. By two dollars an hour more from 1863 uh, to 2063. That's two dollars an hour more to bring it up to 2063. 
How much, well, what were you talking about in terms of money for the remainder of the year until uh, September of 2022? Just under $50,000? Um, if you go with uh, Mr. Hurley's recommendation with the current budgeted amount, you could possibly be over the budget by $50,000. You know, forget the matrix, forget the FICA, forget the, you know, insurance and everything else that goes along with it. Just forget all that. But it's just $2, you know, just like the four, just a cup of coffee, it's just a cheeseburger. <laughs> it's always just something, but it's an emergency. And it's just two more dollars that's blowing your budget completely out of the water. So it matters. It's just a debt ceiling. <laughs> Let me remind people, as you drive around Hood County, you're going to see some reelect signs uh, for people who are going to be involved in a runoff here in a couple of months. And I'm pretty sure that Ron Massengill's signs have the word conservative or Republican on them. And I would, I would beg to find somebody who's going to vote for Ron Massengill to explain to me anything that's gone on in this court that is either Republican or conservative especially. Comment below and let us know what you think. You get into this motion, and, and this was still ongoing with Cotton's motion, and he finally says, oh, okay, I'll take that back. And they redid another motion. But in the meantime, Dave Eagle said, hey, let's table this until you can figure this out between the treasurer, the auditor, HR, um, what's going on, what the possibilities need to be as far as busting the cap, the budget cap, or the ceiling, whatever you want to call it. Um, but do they do that? No. No, but that that would have made sense. So of course they're not going to do that. Well, you know this 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 goes back to the whole emergency thing. You got to do it now. You got to do it now. You got to buy now. You got to buy now while the price is right. Right. This is nothing but used car salesman tactics. And unfortunately, they think we're not going to see through it. But we see through it. Unfortunately, they have the votes. But you know what? Anything done can be undone. Say all that compound day. Where would you get it? So Cotton starts to go after Becky. It sure seems like uh, Cotton is trying to nudge Becky toward agreeing that they've got the money when obviously she's not so sure they got the money. Yeah, because normally she does agree. She normally does go along with them. But this time she has some real concerns. She's always got those secret pockets of money. But this time she has got the brakes on. And I really want to know why. Because the money's not there. There you go. And she's going to have plausible deniability because she's told the commissioner's court the money is not there. But Ron, Ron, and Jack, they ramrod it through. <laughs> yep. Bust that ceiling. <laughs> Someone give me direction on where to get that money from. From the uh, unanticipated revenue. As we're going to blow through that. I disagree with that. I wouldn't even call this commissioner's court. I would call this the Ron, Ron, and Jack court because they like to take another commissioner's agenda item, completely hijack it, and change it from what it was meant to do. And by doing so, completely blow the budget out of the water. And it's an extremely irresponsible use of taxpayer dollars. But if you watch this video and pay close attention to how many times the judge says, but it's for an emergency. It's for an emergency. In his mind, it's for an emergency. It's almost as if the judge himself is trying to convince himself that there really is an emergency to justify using the taxpayer dollars in this way. And when someone has to repeat it that many times,
sometimes to convince themselves, it makes you wonder if there really is an emergency to justify this, why they decided to take over Commissioner Andrew's agenda item and turn it into something that it wasn't meant to be. I'd like to remind the taxpayers that in a couple of months, we have an election coming. And one of the members on that court, Ron Massengill, is running for re-election. And I would like to say, as an elected official, I'm embarrassed at his behavior, I'm embarrassed at Ron Cotton's behavior, and I'm embarrassed at Jack Wilson's behavior. And I hope the voters and the taxpayers are paying attention to what's going on and will take that to heed when they enter that voting booth. So at the end, it was a three to two vote for the Matrix to go on, and it was Jack, Jack, and Ron that voted yes, and it was, of course, Kevin and Dave that voted no, and they could have done it a lot better. It could have been done. The first court had both Commissioner Andrews, Roger Deeds, and John Hurley gotten together, sat down, did the $18 an hour like Kevin suggested, gotten with Melissa Wellborn, gotten with the treasurer, Leanne McCoy, got with Becky Kidd, the auditor, sat down, did everything prior to the court where they knew every single number that could be voted up and down, and they could have stayed without busting the cap or the debt ceiling like they do in Washington, D.C. But I would like to thank, in the end, both H.R. and Becky at this point and Leanne McCoy for standing up. And, you know, it's up to you three, basically, to get these people in line. Unfortunately, it's not really your job. They should have come to you prior to. But I want to thank you for standing up and taking care of the citizens here in Hood County. Shark Show out.